Get a little nap in. Preds and Sharks at 9.30 puck drop. Woo! I know. I've done those post games at 1.30 and 2 o'clock in the morning, Justin. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting to that age, you know, yeah. where it's not, not fun to do post game yeah. at 1.30 in the morning. Nashville sounds, you know, PCL days. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who was here, okay? No, I know. You know who doesn't have to worry about it? Our next guest. <laughs> no. She's young and vibrant. <laughs> she doesn't care about the time. Emma Lingen, Preds beat writer out in San Jose. Preds and Sharks tonight. Preds on the road for the next two. And uh, actually, they're going to go away for – they're going to come home play Pittsburgh, and they're going to go away for a while. Of course, the SEC tournament – will be at Bridgestone Arena. Emma, yes. what's going on? Not much, although I've, I've got to thank you for the uh, for the young and vibrant comment because I certainly haven't been feeling like it. This time change is messing with me, too. Oh, it's real. I mean, people that don't understand time, like, it's real. Like, you go out of the West Coast and you're on the Pacific time, it messes with you. There's no doubt about it. Uh, in fact, uh, what's the temperature? I know Northern California uh, can get chilly. It can get very chilly, believe it or not. What? But I think San Jose is a little bit out of the zone. They have warmer temps than I think San Francisco and Oakland. But what is the temperature today? It's not to brag. It's 83 here today, Emma. I was going to say, I know there's a reason you're asking me yeah. that. So you you yeah. could gloat a little bit. Because a little bit. it's definitely warmer in Nashville. It's, uh, I think it's got up into the 40s today Ooh. so Ooh. it's uh, definitely chilly <laughs> Ooh. okay well I'm, this is this is a time where i'm glad that you know we're at home and we're not out on the <laughs> west coast so preds get a much needed victory man that was hairy on tuesday night um you know giving up the two goals and the just over a minute left in the game but they get the shootout win but unfortunately with those two points and that win, it does come at a loss because we've learned a lot, even more today, of the status of Ryan Johansson. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Joey is going to be out for an estimated 12 weeks. He did have surgery yesterday on his right leg. So he is going to be missing some time here. And, you know, we all feel terrible for him. And, and I know he really wants to be here with us uh, right now. Um, but, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and I think that he's you know not only on the ice but off the ice. He's he's a voice in the locker room that I know the guys are really going to miss. Um, but at the same time, if you want to you know try to look at it in a different light, it's now people realize you know they had to do it with Philip Forsberg being out, and now with Joey being out too, just guys have to step up, and I think there's that increased sense of urgency here. And um, so hopefully hopefully we'll see that tonight. Have they been specific on – I know a lot of stuff's been floated out there, but he had surgery on his foot, right? But it looked like he got, what, cut by a blade against Vancouver, which is always scary, yeah. by the way, very scary. Yeah, it was um, – so unfortunately, you know, it was one of those where it was not a – big or like a really big gash or big cut but it was just at a really really unfortunate spot um it looked like it was i think it was quinn hughes uh skate blade that kind of hit him on the back of the leg there and so he uh they stitched him up uh on tuesday night and then he went and had the surgery yesterday mm. uh, i've seen players get cut and justin i don't know if you remember <clears throat> incidents like this 
players get cut when they've fallen down by a blade around their neck. You talking yeah. about scary stuff? Yeah. Whew, I've seen it happen, and it is that is scary stuff. Whenever a guy gets cut around his neck area from a blade, whew. Well, we wish uh, obviously nothing but the best for Ryan Johansson. It's tough that he's going to be out for for up to twelve weeks, and it looks like. I guess his season is over, right? I mean, they haven't really officially said that, but his regular season is over. Yeah, I mean, I'll say even after everything I've heard and and seen with his injury, I was surprised to hear 12 weeks, honestly. Mm, I thought it might even be longer than that. So, um, you know, I know that he'll be be on the mend soon, and, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll be back skating, you know, sooner rather than later. I know players come back and they're skating, maybe not necessarily skating with the team, but skating on their own. I've heard of Forsberg and Carrier. How close are they? And do you know if they're close to getting some of these guys back? Uh, they are close. Uh, as far as how close, I you know I, I can't really say, but I know that you know after talking to the trainers, talking to Coach Hines, that um, both. Phil and Alex have been making really good progress and moving in the right direction with their respective injuries. And they have been skating. Um, As far as, you know, whether we'll see them in the lineup tonight, I would say very unlikely, but they are, they, they are making progress and they're definitely, you know, we should be seeing them pretty soon. Tomasino got a goal. Looks like, looks like he's been getting better with every game. What what has John Hines said about the play of Philip Tomasino, who has been obviously a guy that played all last year here, has been in Milwaukee all year. The fans have been clamoring for him to come back, and he's been back in the lineup. How, how would you assess his play to this point? Well, I think it's been good. You know, I think that he obviously, like you said, he, he has the experience. He spent most of last season up in the NHL, and despite not making the team out of training camp this year, you know, I think that gave him a good opportunity to go down to Milwaukee and, and, you know, get those kind of top six minutes that he probably wouldn't have gotten with Nashville if he had made the team out of training camp. So it was good to kind of get him those reps there and get him that experience. And, you know, like with anything, I think coming up, he came up, you know, it was a, a tough time, you know, as a team that needed some wins and, you know, had just their top scorer had just gone down in Philip Forsberg. And so it's, you know, definitely not an easy situation that he came into, but I think he's handled it very, very well. And you can just see as he's getting more comfortable, not only in, you know, he's putting points up now, but just in the, the way he looks, his poise, his composure, um, you know, the way that he looked he got obviously he scored his goal on the power play that's some that's an area where he can really contribute and then he also had a significant amount of ice time in the in the three-on-three overtime against Vancouver too so that definitely he's a valuable player and I think with the the more experience he gets it's only his value is only going to go up. Kiefer Sherwood was one of those camp stories that we hear about all the time that actually made the trek out to Switzerland and started the regular season in Prague, uh, had production in those two games against the San Jose Sharks that they're facing tonight. He's been recalled from Milwaukee. Um, you know, what, 
What what is the plan for you? Think Kiefer Sherwood is he going to be in the lineup tonight? He will be in the lineup tonight. I can confirm that. As far as where in the lineup and how exactly the line combinations are going to change with Johansson being out, I I don't know for sure yet. There are probably some game time decisions to be made there. Um, but Kiefer has, you know, he really has kind of been on a tear in Milwaukee recently. I think he's had seven goals and five assists, I believe, in his last ten games. So he's really been on a hot streak. And like you said, he actually he scored the Predators' first goal of the season um, in Prague against the Sharks. And so it's a, it's a good thing for him. You know, he's familiar with the team, with the strategy, and, and obviously he's going to be facing a Sharks team that, He's already seen twice, so that's you know that's all helpful. But as far as where exactly he'll slot in and and which lines will get moved around, you know, unfortunately, I don't have any additional specifics on that just yet. Emma, I want to take you back even before uh, you know the the game uh, the other night against Vancouver, back to the game against uh, unfortunately Boston, uh, which has a lot of, which had a lot of people buzzing at the time after the. Uh, five nothing shutout. A lot of people frustrated. A lot of people uh, voice frustration after that game. Predators able to rebound a little bit. Go down to uh, take on Florida to clear business. Then you know against Vancouver. Do you think the Boston game could have been some type of turning point, wake up call, you know, nudge for the team? Like you know, frustration to the, a level that we haven't seen. Like guys, this this really is not going to cut it. Yeah, I think you almost have to look at it that way. You know, if, if you're the players, you, you really have two options. You either let it defeat you or you just, you know, you take it, like you said, and use it as fuel to your fire. And I think it was – I talked to Matt Duchesne after that game, and, and he said something to the effect of, you know, this could be the best thing that could happen to us at mm. this point, is that it really does kind of give us that – in the pants to be like all right we you know this this is not you can't win you can't win games in this league when you play like this and we're at a point in the season where I mean every win always counts but sure. especially now when they're when they're really in a, a dog fight for a playoff spot here it's you know they matter even more so I think like you said I think that the guys definitely took that to heart and, and they've talked about it and um, you're you're seeing it even even in the the Minnesota game. Obviously, they didn't win, but mm-hmm. and it was a real heartbreaker of a loss too, the way that it ended. But you see a team that was able to come back from a deficit, and that was something that you know traditionally this season has not been their strong suit. They were able to come back. They were able to tie it in the last minute. I think everyone, myself included, thought it was going to go to overtime and Mm -hmm. that we would at least get a point out of it. Um, And it's just unfortunate that they scored, that Minnesota scored in the final seconds there because, and and even, you know, if you look at it and if you just from talking to the coaches about it too, it really, that's hockey sometimes. I mean, you hate (laughs) to, to oversimplify it like that, but, Sometimes that's just that's the way she goes, and you know it's just a really unlucky bounce. Um, it wasn't a blown assignment. It wasn't like anyone wasn't doing their job or wasn't where they should be. It's just 
every once in a while you just end up on the wrong side of of bounces like that. So, um, but I think you know it's obviously the the result was heartbreaking. But if you look at the overall game and and the way that this team battled uh, to get to that point, I think you can see that that you know losing in the fashion they did against Boston really kind of lit a fire under them. So Emma, very quickly, who does this uh, the the loss of Phil Forsberg? We're hoping he'll be back you know, relatively soon, but who does this open up a door for? Who is getting more playing time, more opportunities um, because uh, he is not there? Well, I think you've seen, we talked about Tomasino already. He was kind of the corresponding move there when, when Philip went down, but another guy that I would pay particular attention to is Yuso Parsonen. Um, Hmm. Obviously this is his rookie season. He's come in, done very well played all throughout the lineup. Uh, recently, he's been getting some opportunities at the wing, too, which he started as a center, and that's his his traditional position. But I think that, you know, we've seen him not only get time on the wing, but actually excel there. He had two points in the last game, and he's he's really been thriving in that position. So I would say with a key winger being out in Philip Forsberg, I would pay particular attention to Yuso Parsonen and as he's getting more responsibility there and and seems to be doing really well with it. Justin, you know, we've talked about meat hooks. Yeah. Yuso yeah, hands, got a, yeah. He's got big hands. Big hands. And a firm handshake. Very mm-hmm. firm handshake. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Especially for a, a young man like him. But big guy. Okay. Big guy. But he uh, he you he's like ah! Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Nice meeting. I get it. I get it. Emma, good stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. Let's see if they can keep this thing rolling. These are two really gettable games with San Jose and Arizona on this road trip before coming out to close, coming back home to close out the month against the Penguins. Penguins. So we'll see if they can uh, keep this rolling along. Thanks for doing this, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Emma Lincoln, Preds beat writer out in San Jose.